Hello, and welcome to Jump Cuts, a podcast about movies. My name is Charlie. I am joined by my co-host, Will. Hello. And Park. Hello. This week, we watched The Tinder Swindler, our Valentine's Day special. (laughs) Uh, So, here's the deal with this movie in this episode. (laughs) Break it down real quick. Last week, I had a lot of ideas for serious films to discuss in the wake of doing Chronicles of Riddick. (laughs) Uh, You know, Oscar nominations coming out, stuff like that. There's a lot of, I was looking at the, the Questlove documentary about the Harlem Cultural Fest. Lots of stuff that looked very interesting, very artsy, very appealing for a more serious discussion. Uh, but this weekend, I was like, I don't know. I had a long week. I had another long week coming up. My brain was fried. I was like, I want to watch something stupid. And I saw this documentary on Netflix, <laughs> and I had heard some people talking about it. And I was like, that sounds dumb. We're watching that, and it will be funny. Now, the thing is... <laughs> It wasn't that funny. It was a little it funny. Was, it was a little at funny times. at was, like the start, but and then it just turns uh, into like it's really fucked up. It's kind uh, of fucked up. It it's definitely it's a series of very serious crimes committed here. It, but it is definitely dumb. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, dumb things happening from almost mm. everyone in the film. It is conceptually. <laughs> Very silly, as the name reflects, but also lots of people uh, had their emotions toyed with and lost tons of money. Yeah, had like their lives hundreds of thousands it. of dollars. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, as we'll talk about, are are still responsible for paying it off. Like, I know. This, this documentary did not have a happy ending to it, like, at all. Not really. <laughs> no. Far from it, actually. Uh, so, anyways, that being said i suppose i should recap the movie now because that's the thing we usually do so the tinder swindler uh it's a documentary about uh so it's through the eyes mostly of two main characters uh cecilia and i had the imdb up i keep i don't want to butcher these scandinavian names pernilla i keep wanting to say pringilla which is like that's like almost a character from the witcher but <laughs> anyways, Pardilla and Cecilia are kind of the two main people that we follow uh, who both meet a man on Tinder named Simon Levive, who claims to be a uh, billionaire heir to a diamond empire from Israel. <laughs> and there is. What are you laughing at? Just, I'll, I'll explain why I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> anyways and now this is you know a thing that you can look up because he had there's a real guy who i think is now dead named uh lev levive who no i think lev is still alive is he still alive yeah because that's the guy who he claims is his dad yeah he's a real diamond billionaire from israel and there are all these articles that they found upon googling him because he had an instagram on there about son of lev levive simon levive uh, so they end up, one of them sort of ends up in a relationship with him, the other one, they just become friends. Things progress. It turns out that uh, the guy is just scamming women all over Europe via Tinder and getting various women with well-paying jobs but who aren't super rich to buy him flights and hotel rooms that he uses to go date other women. <laughs> Just yes. all the just gallivanting around, stealing literally tens of millions of dollars. It is literally a dating Ponzi scheme. It yes. is the most incredible <laughs> scam. I one of the most incredible scams I've ever seen detailed. <laughs> it's uh, shocking. It, it is obviously a horrible thing that this man has done, but just conceptually, the fact that it was pulled off for as long as it was incredibly impressive yeah, just a guy laying down the tracks in front of the train that he is on but each length of track is a new tinder match that he has managed <laughs> to convince to give him hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah it's like it's psychotic this dude was hitting a grand slam every month it's insane it's like, really it's genuinely unbelievable that it kept working as long as it did 
Well, and even after, so he had, he had originally got caught for it in 2015 and went to prison and then gets out of prison and it still works for him. It just keeps working. Yeah. He's like, I'll do it again. Yeah, just change, change his my name. name. Change and like, the... one of the women who sent him to prison is now like his partner in crime in it. But that's the weirdest thing. There's a, there's a lot that of like crazy. unanswered <laughs> questions too, right? That like, uh-huh. there's definitely like, he has a lot of accomplices, right? Yeah. Enough to like, like he's there's no way he's forging all the all these documents himself like there's no way that he like there's so many people that have to be in on this scam to make it work mm-hmm. that it's i, I kind of wish the documentary gave us a little had more information as to like how he did it because that especially in the back half was like the most interesting thing by far of like how is mm-hmm. this even working <laughs> Like, I, I don't think that they even knew, like, because they wanted him on the documentary and he sent him the voice memo that said, like, I'm going to sue you for anti-defamation, which yeah. is fucking hilarious because that's pretty much what he did not to gonna happen. everybody else. But um, <laughs> yeah. the uh, like, we don't learn where he gets the fake IDs from. We don't know who his like bodyguard and quote unquote business partner actually are like. Yeah. We we know nothing about him and now he's rich again all of a sudden and like we don't uh, know why <laughs> or at least visibly rich, you know, it's hard to Yeah. Uh-huh. Putting the same display on. But that's the thing is like he clearly had some amount of starting capital or criminal connections to get this going in the first place, both with the the fake passports and also the private jet. Which maybe he didn't own. Maybe he was just renting. You, you a can private char- Yeah, he was just chartering, he, chartering it. Is what he was cause, doing. Because I'm assuming that's what he was doing with all like the sports the cars, cars too, right? That you can like. Mm-hmm. Rent. You, you hear about like kids that live with like rich parents like getting them rented out at like prom and stuff. He was basically doing that, but like to keep swindling people. Yeah. He well, really, yeah, he's just doing the like prom pop and circumstance over and over. But like yeah. he also. You know, at some point, I don't know if it was his mom who says it. Somebody in the documentary says, like, he's been doing this since his, like, early teens. He's been defrauding people. Uh, Like, we even get one phone call, like, of when he was in his 20s. He babysat for someone and then essentially stole their credit cards and got $45,000 off of their Amex. Oh, my God. Like, so that's where he got his starting income for this from was you know, secretly stealing money off of people's credit cards, I guess not yeah. so secretly, then running off hiding and then starting to invest in, you know, women on Tinder in that yeah. way. And we kind of found out that he wasn't even in just in Europe all the time, right? Like there were people who called in about it that were from like the US and apparently yeah. spent some time mm-hmm. there. And it wasn't always Tinder that he was like scamming people. Like sometimes he would just become like friends with someone. I guess he was probably... I mean, Tinder makes sense as, like, the easiest way to meet new marks, right? But, like, he was clearly just any person that he could become, like, friends, lover, whatever it took to convince them to, like, give him some money, mm-hmm. uh, he would do and was just doing that all over the world. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's almost a... Have y'all ever seen Catch Me If You Can? I don't think so, no. No, I don't think so. That's It's, it's also about... Um, a real life fraudster like that who you know posed as an airline pilot as a surgeon as like all these different things and just continued to get away with it now he wasn't defrauding like individuals he was defrauding companies for the most part um but like you know he had figured out how to fake checks from like an airline company and just constantly cash these checks that weren't real and then when the fbi caught on to him he fucked off, went and created a new role and started doing it again. <laughs> just kept doing it. Uh, Man, it's, it, it is crazy to me how much work this guy had to be putting into keeping his lifestyle up. Right. Like yeah, for someone who like, you know, people thought he was like, you know, this like diamond prince or, you know, whatever and inherited all this wealth. And like, when you think of the type of people that, usually have the kind of like uh money and say at the types of hotels that he was staying at uh he's working harder than all of them (laughs) because he had to be busting his ass to scam enough people to like have this amount of cash flow like it's you know 
yeah. working mm-hmm. very hard to do like the worst thing ever right but uh-huh. it's still it it's amazing like hearing like the details of the plan to be like how do you even keep all that straight in your head like what's going on and like be able to like juggle like he's juggling like three different like relationships and like being like at least until the scamming starts like a very attentive boyfriend <laughs> which like mm-hmm. i get like that if that's his job i guess you know he's <laughs> pretty good at it right but like uh, uh i don't know it, it was fascinating to see <laughs> just and like there's the so logistics much groundwork too mm-hmm. like he had how did he how the fuck did he plant all these fake news articles about himself yeah that's one of the these different websites i didn't even think about that but like he he was like googleable the persona that he that he wanted to put out there was very googleable right like because it would be sketchy if it wasn't and like all the women that he scammed said like oh i looked him up you know i'm not just I didn't just jump in like the car with this guy on on a Tinder yeah. date. I I yeah. looked him up and I like found stuff about him. Right, he any sane person. First thing you do, yeah. yeah. He photoshopped himself into images with like Lev Levive or Lev Laviv and his entire family had like business. What it was like a business class you could take with him website for like yeah. three hundred and eleven dollars or some shit. Yeah, and like uh, I don't I don't get how. The actual like Levive family so didn't get clued in on this at any point. They or, like, caught on, but it was at it was towards the end, and then they okay. were then I think they actually might have sued him, yeah, for everything. But yeah, they put out a big statement saying like this: "We have no association with this man. We do not know who he is." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised they didn't get back to them quicker, right? Yeah, I mean, I think just because of how much footwork he did like he created this believable persona and somebody like Lev Levive who is so high up above everybody else as the diamond king of the world uh you know isn't necessarily paying attention to this guy who's using his name on you know on a dating app because yeah. he wasn't really that like you know no Lev Levive's not going to google this guy only people searching for him mm-hmm. on the dating app are yeah, and as he Charlie was. knows through his job, it's very easy to set up very specific things in Google so that when they search a specific name, it comes up first. Oh, yeah. SEO is extremely easy. Yeah. And he, like, he kept his head down in terms of, like, anything, like, business-related and yeah. all that for the most part, right? Like, the actual, like, stuff he was doing was just, like, going to nightclubs and shit, right? Uh, and paying for everything under someone else's name because usually it would be the credit card wasn't even in his fake name it was in one of his girlfriend's names right yep uh so he got to travel pretty much invisible (laughs) uh just really like you know this guy is a real asshole but part of me is like wow he really is good at this (laughs) yeah he's incredibly (laughs) smart but he's a piece of the game (laughs) yeah Clearly, some kind of sociopath, antisocial personality disorder thing going on. There's here to... something going on. Yeah, especially that moment near the end when they like confront him with all of it, and he's like freaking out, and like you hear all the phone calls of him like jumping between like trying to keep the scam going and like kind of turning on uh, what's her name, the woman who like counter scammed him alina uh, uh eileen i think eileen the, the dutch woman at the very end yeah. yeah yeah she um like seeing all that come out was very illuminating and satisfying at the same time <laughs> i do love that while they were interviewing her she got an ebay notification of like another one of his items that she is selling being sold <laughs> that was great is that yeah. even really theft, too? Because, like, she bought him a lot of that. She bought him all of it. He gave it to her willingly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like, I guess we should explain to listeners. So this, one of the, when the scam was falling apart, the, uh, one of the girls who was being scammed by him, uh, she decided to get some of her money back and was like, hey, I can help you out now that this story broke and outing your identity to everyone that you're the uh tinder swindler uh 
I'll sell some of your uh, your clothes. Like you have all these like designer clothes and I sell designer clothes for a living. I'll just sell your stuff anyway. Uh, and then she just kept all the money. And I'm like, should you admit to that on <laughs> this documentary? This feels like a crime. Even It's like, yeah, I guess like he gave them to you. But if you had... If you're like going on a recording and being like, and we agreed to give him the money for the stuff I was selling, but then I kept it all. It's like, okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, clearly European uh, police are not very on top of things from what I can tell in this <laughs> yeah. documentary. So maybe she felt pretty Certainly secure in saying that. Uh, and like, I don't, I'm not saying that like she shouldn't have sold his stuff. I think that's fine. But uh it was, I was like, should you be telling us this? It was a weird moment. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, it did feel like a an on-tape confession. I was like, this is maybe not a good idea for you to do. I support you. I'm happy that you're doing this, but yeah, maybe yeah. don't confess. Yeah, if, you do, if you're doing any uh, justified revenge crimes, you should probably keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean... What's still amazing to me at the end of all this, though, is like, not only did he defraud these women, he also, it looks like he sent people after uh, one of them, too. After, I mean, it looks like, it, it, what's her name? Uh, where Eileen, uh, uh, like, legitimately got jumped by two men. That was before. Uh, that was before. Was that before? Dated. They dated, oh, yeah, yeah, she was talking about she, was... she had, like... Okay, I just got confused there, then. Yeah, That's my they bad. didn't... They didn't like. I don't think that was a well structured part of the documentary yeah. because it it really yeah. made it seem like he sent someone after. Because her, it but. was when they were talking about like him getting attacked and everything by his so called enemies, and then yeah. they go into her talking about getting attacked. So I thought that it yeah. was like he sent people after her to make it now really she, seem real. <laughs> yeah, she was just explaining how like when he sent her the pictures, which he sent to all of these women, the same picture of his (laughs) bodyguard getting jumped. Yep. Uh, And she was explaining how she had like a post-traumatic stress reaction to that because she had been mugged several years before. Gotcha. But yeah, the way that they structured that when they like cut in the images of her in the hospital, it did kind of, I had to like rewind for a second. I was like, I heard that right, right. That this is not, something that happened during all of this this was before yeah because i think he because this guy made threats to literally everyone who yeah. got like caught on to his scheme right he was just threatening people nonstop. uh but I, as far as we know and it sounds like the documentary actually doesn't know a whole lot about him so <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like who knows if he actually sent anyone after uh any of his marks but like it it seems like they were empty threats but still yeah. i mean terrifying to get like you know he's like calling people's like mother's houses and be like i hope you don't tell anyone about this or something bad's gonna happen like that's terrifying yeah Yeah. especially with somebody who has the amount of money that he has from scamming all these people like yeah and like he has access to all these fake documents like he could do anything yeah he is where i'm kind of like i think this dude is a bit of an idiot though because if you're going to scam people for all this money, why would you spend it at the same rate? Like, Yeah, I that is really funny. That it, There's no end to this. He has no hostile. end game. He's just stealing money to go on another vacation. That's what I'm saying. He's literally, he's laying down the tracks to the train as it's moving at all times. Exactly. Like, it is... It, it didn't have to be a dating Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. It could have just been like normal swindling and then he could have like retired (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know which and like i understand that like part of his scheme was like he had to look rich to get like matches (laughs) right uh and like like to get people like interested in him and like you're not gonna when like a guy with a private jet asks you for a loan you're gonna think he's good for it right yeah like so it's kind of like necessary for him to even like run the scams but uh it is kind of shocking he wasn't like putting any away for himself somewhere uh because it's like which maybe he did and that's how he landed on his feet when he got out of prison but he just told no one about it because if they knew he had any assets he would they would 
probably yeah, they would they would seize yeah. all of his assets i mean that's why yeah. like you know i, I was, at first i was thinking like it's really funny that he ends up in the hostel but now that you're mentioning this like it he really could have just been putting on that image to try to bring eileen like back into the scam you know look at how poor yeah. i am now i have 12 dollars to live in a hostel and i eat food left on the table at the mall he was, yeah. he was being so dramatic about it too so funny it's like i, I I've, I've stayed at a hostel before not out of like necessity i was just like in college and uh it's not that bad like it's not yeah. ideal but like it, like i guess i remember him like describing it like a one-star hotel <laughs> a hostel <laughs> can you believe it i'm basically uh, homeless i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like, he clearly He's, is actually a fuckboy. Ap- appearances aside. Oh, yeah. yes. 100%. very much annoying. Yeah, it's... Uh... Nah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and then, you know, like we mentioned, he, at the end of all this, like, he, he still fucking lands on his feet. There's, like, he yeah. does... He gets arrested on a fake passport charge. Doesn't have to face any of the fraud charges and now he's you know back to putting on this rich ass image again dating an israeli model flying around in helicopters and buying bugattis yeah someone should yeah. let her know but i'm uh, assuming she knows she has to like, know, she has I know, to I know, know. <laughs> he's still using the same name it's, it's crazy yeah i feel like it, it really goes to show you how like what like the laws around like financial crimes are for because they're not for mm-hmm. us right no they're not to protect us if someone scams us we're fucked right but if, yeah uh if he was ripping off like uh, like deutsche bank or something uh things would not go down the way they did right he would be in a hole forever <laughs> but because he was ripping off just like women all over like europe like individuals uh then sorry nothing we can do for you you know mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I don't know, a, a big running theme of this uh, documentary, as with most crime documentaries. This is like, wow, the police, justice system, etc. are uh, super bad. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it comes to white collar crime. Yeah. Which is like the it one is- thing, one of the few things I think cops should actually be like doing. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> it's like. This is the job I want you to do, and you can't even do it. And it sounds like the most fun one to do, right? Like, you probably aren't going to get shot. Like, you get to like be a little detective guy, and instead, and we have these like reporters doing all of like the digging, doing some frankly really irresponsible stuff with one of yeah. the victims of this. Uh, I was amazed the reporters were even comfortable describing what they did because it seemed so like irresponsible to do uh, when they were uh, when they like did a sting operation. Yeah, with when her. they yeah, did when like Pernilla that was got crazy. roped they into a high speed <laughs> chase kind of scenario. Yeah, because like we we know now, or at least as far as we know, uh, like this guy uh, is pretty harmless, right? But like no one knew that at the time, right? He was making threats left and right. He had no, no idea like how much money he had or like who is, who who he was connected to. Uh, and they send this woman in on like a sting operation, and it's like she and they like took her away in the car when they found out that they were being watched, and like she managed to like act her way out of it and not let them know that like she had set them up. But she could have died that night, like really easily. Yeah, right? yeah. like that. Those reporters put her in an incredibly dangerous situation to get a picture of this guy. (laughs) And that is all they got. It is like, it's insane to me that they can even describe doing that in front of the camera with any sort of pride. Because it was like, really The plan here absolutely needed to be to not get in the car with him. (laughs) Yeah, like, under no circumstances do you get in that car. (laughs) Yeah, and like, they already had a picture of him, right? Like, what else were they trying to, I don't know, it... It was a really, really, really stupid. Oh, because like what they said is they were like, we're going to prove to the police that it's it, like it's possible to find him. That was yeah, the reasoning it, behind it. It's like, OK, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, like because the the whole time when like he sees the cameras, he starts yelling at his his business partner 
that yeah. we still know nothing about. And like, for all we know, his business partner could be, you know, it's, it's a very kind of mafia scenario where you have the head of the mafia who himself might not raise a gun, but everybody around him will. Yeah. It, like, like, and they really, they knew very little about this guy and like all the information they had even suggested that he had a lot more connections than they realized mm-hmm. uh, because they had, I think at that time already heard about the woman who uh, he ripped off before, like helping him out with like later schemes, uh, which is kind of a big red flag for like organized crime and stuff. Right. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it is weird and frustrating that the documentary didn't like prod at that at all, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As like a, <laughs> the, the content aside as a documentary, I think it's like kind of mid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish they had gotten a lot more information, and maybe they have been trying and just couldn't. At some point, you got to just publish what you have. And I'm assuming uh, a lot of the information, like that, that we're missing, is stuff that would come from Simon or from like his bodyguard or his business partner. Like we we have no window into his world until anybody on that side of it speaks up, which nobody yeah. is because they all have their money and they're not going to do anything. Yeah, it felt like mostly like a video version of the article, but with like, you, you get to see all the like the emotional stuff with like the victims, right? So yeah. It's like, yeah. I get, you get like a lot more context around that, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's a two hour long article. Basically it, it, it's like any streaming service, like crime documentary, basically they're all kind of like this. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are, like, ultimately kind of unproductive. Yeah. But, like, he, <laughs> he's not alone in this this style of swindling. I think I shared with y'all just, you know, a little bit before we started recording. In 2021, like, dating app swindlers got $1 billion out of U.S. women. Like whether they're, you know, international people posing, you know, like the, the classic, what was it? The Nigerian prince email, like send me your money and then I'll like. That's basically what this is. Twofold. Yeah. That's literally what except, this is. Except you get to meet the prince and he's still yeah. deceiving yeah. you. <laughs> which is he's crazy. still doing it. And yeah. like, so $1 billion in 2021, which is That's up crazy. $400 million from the previous year. I gotta get back that on Tinder. God impossible. damn! <laughs> <Like> that's <laughs> uh. well. Hey, it's money to be made here. You you could possibly learn something from him because Simon, with all of his you know newfound wealth again, is trying to enter Hollywood. Wants to write a book. And start a podcast to teach people about how to date. Maybe we can make a trade. We can teach him how to podcast and he can teach us how to how make to some money. Swindle <laughs> desperate women in their 40s out of hundreds of thousands already, I mean, of dollars. I, I already have some notes for him. Like the first one being maybe pick like less monstrous job titles. Because <laughs> that's, I was laughing at the beginning of the episode about the way he was like uh, presenting himself to a, a lot of his uh, victims. Cause he, he always would pick like the biggest red flag job ever. Right. So yeah. it, it seemed like he was just relying on like running into people who like see something like, uh, cause he had a, a couple different like aliases where uh, in the documentary, they mostly talk about him being uh the son of the guy who owns like a big diamond company. Uh, and then his other jobs included arms dealer and Mossad agent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like stuff that when I hear it, I'm like, I need to never talk to this person again. Right. Because they live a very dangerous life and are probably doing some real harm to some innocent people. Right. <laughs> like that is the, the vibe I get from that. Uh, but I, I guess a lot of people like don't, get that like those alarm bells don't go off and like that i don't know and i i want to be clear i'm not trying to like blame the victims here right like there's they're like victims of this man and uh 
like it's not their fault for like being like oh you're like a a diamond heir i'm gonna like not trust you that's not what i'm saying here but like it's amazing to me that this guy picked those roles and i know he needed them for like the stories of like there's my enemies are after me or whatever but it's just really funny him thinking like yeah people will trust me if i say i'm in the diamond business a very trustworthy and like (laughs) as we saw in in. uncut gems yeah right like Mm -hmm. i'm in new york real estate you can trust me (laughs) yeah you know my my father gained his wealth because he has very close ties with putin and totally hasn't had like mass protests at all of his diamond mines yeah that's all going on right now with Lev. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Like I never heard of like blood diamonds. <laughs> I don't think that he's like running full on blood diamond mines, but he's not doing That's good. That's the things. only kind of diamond. Mine. I don't think anyone's yeah. checking. You know? Yeah. It's uh. That's why you got to pay that extra for the ethical diamonds, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. Engagement yeah, rings like, are stupid. Me, I guess the only ethical ones are like, Oh yeah, <laughs> the only ethical ones are like the lab grown, lab grown probably. I don't know. Oh, no, I, don't, I like know very little about like the diamond business, so there, maybe there is like a way to like mine them. And there's so not... many diamond companies. Like, uh, what is it? Brilliant Earth is one of the big ones. Who you know, like yeah, you can buy a lab grown diamond, you can buy a natural diamond, or you can buy an ethical natural diamond. And that ethical just has an extra like two thousand dollars tacked onto the front of it. Um, but I don't know what you don't know makes where the hell it, it came from. I don't though. know what makes it ethical. I don't know if it's like a you know it's this is a carbon free product, which means that they just paid to offset the carbon, so they just paid to offset the blood that was you know spilled mining this diamond. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Carbon free diamond is a really funny concept because that's what a diamond is made. <laughs> <laughs> carbon not what I, I meant. I just said diamond. I know what you meant. Yeah. I, it's just a yeah. funny. <laughs> wording coincidence yeah but uh yeah Uh, so now this guy wants to start a dating show though and it's probably one of the most disgusting like pitches for a dating show coming from the guy who's going to be the star of it because normally if like a man pitches a dating show and is serious about it you know the man's not the center the man's just the host But he's no, not the one dating. <laughs> he wants a dating show where women compete for his love. That is what he is pitching to Hollywood. The the confidence of this man. <laughs> you know, this guy played that like pickup artist game that was big on Twitch a couple years ago. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> big, he might have been like a co writer. <laughs> yeah. Super seducer. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we need to get him on for the next installment. <laughs> Super seducer. He's the super seducer. He did it a a lot. Like he's he clearly was very good at it. Very good at Tinder. Which is funny because you look at him and he's just a guy. Yep, a guy. He's just a guy in a suit. Uh, Like not bad looking, just a regular looking dude. Uh, But if you Google him, he has a diamond mine allegedly. Yeah. Uh, which, well, he doesn't, but that, yeah, so <laughs> the the very beginning of this movie was kind of like, I was kind of giggling, thinking like, this is what I expected when I picked it, because this guy is just throwing up red flags like crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, number one, Diamond Air, number two, asks this woman to get on a private jet with him and his ex-wife and his kid. Yeah. On no, their first no, date. But the, the ex-wife <laughs> and the kid thing is incredibly smart and it did the job that he was trying to do, I think. But Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's the same thing Epstein would do. That's like why Ghislaine Maxwell existed, right? Of like, you have a woman there who says you're okay to lure in like oh, other women sense. who mm-hmm. like, she'll be like, oh, he's so nice. Like, he's such a good father. So then it's like, okay, like, she said he's cool, so, like, girl code, I'm not going to lose $100,000, <laughs> right? Okay. Like, that's why she was there, uh, and, like, I don't know how, what their arrangement was, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's, like... That makes sense, then, in a fucked up I mean, it, it's still, like, 
being asked to get on a private jet after the first date. Yeah, that's a like this woman is lucky to be alive, right? Because yeah. this is like the expected result of this is like you're being trafficked, right? It's like yeah, you yeah. should not do that. Yeah, but like um, it's uh, I, I think like the having he he was good at deceiving people. Like <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, but that's yeah i thought it was gonna be a situation where it was like one or two of these wildly extravagant dates and then get like ten thousand dollars and get out flying by the seat of his pants and i was like this is just gonna be about silly rich people doing stupid rich people shit and I will laugh at them. That's what I was saying. And that is not what happened because he steals hundreds of thousands of dollars and ruins their lives. Yep. And it's very yeah. not funny. He takes all the money he can possibly get. It's really bleeds the dry. Yeah. And yeah. as we said at the beginning of this, like it doesn't have a happy ending. So he's now like you know back to putting on this rich image. But the three women that are in this documentary are all still left with the debt. Like, you know, because he was never tried for the fraud. He was never found guilty of it or anything. So, you know, there's no reparations coming to them. They they're responsible for the hundred and forty thousand dollars or the forty thousand dollars or the eighty thousand dollars, whatever it was he took from each of them. They're they're left with it now. Yeah, all they got was, I mean, I guess whatever the documentary paid them, which is nowhere close to what they owe, I'm sure. Yeah, and it was crazy yeah, the part of the scheme where like because people can't get loans for like like that many quick loans I, I guess I don't know a lot about like loans and stuff but uh, in order in to too, so. in order to help them like apply for loans he like gave them fake like employment information saying that like they worked for the diamond company that yep. the banks reviewed and were like this is legit it's yeah. it's wild insane yeah just to like explain how he got the money a little bit because i don't think we've done that yet he would like send the the text about like my bodyguard got jumped we're in an ambulance and clearly he just had some canned images because he through all three women that were interviewed in this described the same thing happening with the same picture every time. Yeah, he and his bodyguard got beat up <laughs> um, for real once, probably trying to run some scam that fell through, and like he just kept those pictures and has been using them for years. Yeah, exactly. So he sends them the pictures, and it's like, we got jumped. I have to go into hiding. I'm on the run. My credit cards are shut down or whatever. Can you, can you get them to get an Amex card? That he would say is like for our, you know, joint use, but it's in their name and be like, I'm going to use this to check into a hotel. Like, can you call them? And, you know, when you get a call from Amex, tell them that it's you. Oh, can you get a loan to pay this off so we can raise a limit? And on and on getting them to just take out tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans to fund him again, flying to a different country, staying in a nice hotel and then finding another woman to then do the same thing with the yeah. next week. Yep. Psychotic. Yeah, his plan was, yeah, just to do that forever and somehow keep doing it into his uh, later years. <laughs> uh, no idea. And maybe he was pocketing some of this in the long run and that was the end game. But, like, how would he do that? Because the, they have the Amex cards. They could see it's going to a hotel and a It would have to be all, all, like... That. I don't know, like cash somewhere, like gold bar. I, don't, I, I guess like maybe there's some like Swiss he did get cash, like yeah, Swiss he did get bank cash or in some shit. situations. Um, I do wonder I mean, how much of a hold he had on his finances, or if it was just total chaos. I'd be so curious to like be in a room with him, like for like a day to like see just like what he was doing all day. You know, like it had to be fascinating, just. Because I imagine it was chaos. But, I, I don't, don't think he stopped moving. I think, like, you know, he he was moving from city to city every single day, it seemed. He didn't yeah. stick around in one place for very long because he always had to go and find the next mark. Go and, you know, go and visit his four girlfriends he was seeing at once. Yeah. Seems like a 
terrible way to live. It's oh, it seems awful. Shocking. It's, it's just like, man, you're probably, it doesn't even seem like you could enjoy this. I don't know why you're scamming all these people, you know? Yeah. He has. This is harder not... than just any job. <laughs> but he makes $100,000 like a month doing yeah, that. And he, he, and he spends all of it the next month. <laughs> uh but I did see up here that he has actually now been permanently banned from any and all dating apps, which I didn't realize this, but uh, Match Group, the founders of Match.com, own, like, most of the dating apps. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> bought Tinder a few years ago. Uh, and so, funny. I think. They have they don't have Tinder, but they have OkCupid, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Our Time, Medic, Pairs, and Match. And I didn't know they owned Hinge. So he has been banned from all of their platforms. He is banned from Tinder. I'm assuming Bumble has probably banned him as well, if that's still a thing. Yeah. Now he's stuck uh, scamming people on FarmersOnly.com. Uh, <laughs> you can just make another account, though. It's like getting banned from League of Legends. Just make another account. Well, a lot of them... Yeah, I it's. A lot of them now are, you know, you have to have it tied to a social media. You have to have it tied to a phone number, which is all still possible to do again. Clearly, somebody who yeah. does his kind of shit can do that. You wouldn't be able to verify yourself again, probably. But exactly. Like, and that that's the it thing. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't know. And At it, least when people Google him now, they will find that he is the Tinder swindler. <laughs> I wonder if they're also doing some form of like facial recognition on his pictures, just like probably flagging yeah. the accounts that they get uploaded to. Because I mean, like Facebook has a facial recognition software built in, and most of these dating apps require you to have Facebook. Yeah, sucks for anyone who just happens to look like this guy. Because once again, he's a very like normal looking dude. Like, there's probably, I've seen this guy a million times in my life, you and know, he, like. He kind of looks like Chelsea's ex. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> right? Like Was he in Mossad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like option two in like the pre-created characters for you, you know. <laughs> 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 You go to make your guy an Elden Ring next week, and the, the second default is just this motherfucker. Yeah. But taller. This <laughs> this documentary that has done irreparable damage to our short kings everywhere. Because, <laughs> like, one lady keeps bringing up that he's short. Yeah. <laughs> she was literally like, yeah, a little short for my taste. So we didn't date. We were just friends. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> killed me it was so funny <laughs> oh man that's the thing is like if this had been a less serious string of crimes this would have been like watching an episode of the bachelor or like love is blind or insert romance uh reality show here nah, it's closer to 90 day fiance where yes, you just watch it, people's lives you know. fall apart it feels very similar to 90 day <laughs> I think fiance that's why I, can, I think that's why i can laugh at it so much is that my brain has been destroyed by 90 day i'm just used to like yep that person's life is over forever next scene let's keep moving <laughs> oh big ed what wacky shit is the next couple up to uh I think the whole, like, West Elm Caleb uh, TikTok thing was too fresh, too, so I was thinking it was going to be something silly like that. Yeah, I was hoping it was just, <laughs> it was like, not. a bunch of people being mad at a guy for, like, dating too many people at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, at first I Alas, thought this he was... stole $10 million instead. <laughs> at first I really thought this was going to be, like, a real-life uh, The Other Woman. Have y'all seen that, that garbage movie? No. It's, uh, who all's in it? It's Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton. And, uh, fucking Jamie Lannister plays, like, big businessman who travels around a lot and has three girlfriends that he switches between. And then they all learn about each other and all team up against him. And that's kind of what I thought this was going to be. And no, it's just a really sad story about this man fucking robbing these women blind jesus I that kind of did happen at the end though it yeah, did sort of team up 
There was like a good phone. There's a good like call out phone call. That was satisfying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the teaming up with the journalists in the back half of the movie was one of my favorite parts. Like the the sting operation thing, like we have discussed, bad. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I mean, entertaining to watch, but like bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But them like flying to Israel and like finding his alleged mother and shit at his old apartment. And then, like, going through all these files. That's just was... like, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk. <laughs> uh, shout out to Norwegian newspapers for funding their journalists doing very extensive research where they fly to other countries. Yeah. They're like, yeah. we have 10 days to get to Munich, and then they just fucking do it. We gotta go do get you this. need a remote employee in the United States? Give me a call. <laughs> yeah. Charlie can get uh, tons of witnesses murdered <laughs> he's great at it <laughs> much more efficiently than his european counterparts <laughs> you won't have to fly me to the united states to run your sting operations here baby i'm already here <laughs> to run a sting operation entirely planned by a bunch of people with journalism degree. <laughs> <laughs> no actual police work between any of them hilarious <laughs> Uh, yeah i you know sometimes people do undercover investigative work those sting operations with known criminals though probably not one of the ways you do that i mean i don't know there's like the guy that did you watched the sasquatch documentary on hulu right will i did that's another classic uh streaming service crime documentary that just kind of goes nowhere the end out, of that yeah. is so funny to me but uh anyways that guy is talking about like doing sting operation undercover journalism with like neo-nazis and shit in the 90s like I, was cool. I don't think anybody does that anymore they won't pay you enough to do that anymore yeah. I, and i guess I, I should probably clarify uh i mean i, I don't think like if they actually had like the police setting up a sting operation that they would have treated would have gone this any victim better. any differently <laughs> no <laughs> right uh like for, for the most part like maybe but uh it's still like it's really funny to think of just like some journalist taking it upon themselves to be like yeah i think she'll be fine <laughs> yeah she'll live it should probably just not try to honeypot people with someone that they have already stolen thousands of dollars from. <laughs> yeah. They that seems cruel try and to unnecessary. keep the emotions out of it. And they don't seem to regard them with any sort of respect as like a human and he seems to be sort of a uh, dangerous whenever he feels like he's caught. <laughs> he acts erratically. A cornered animal type motherfucker. Yeah. Who boy. Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I have that much else to say about this this movie. You guys got anything else? No, not really. I mean, if you want to see a more entertaining version of somebody doing shit like this, go watch Catch Me If You Can. Uh, I mean, not, maybe not entertaining, <laughs> just a more, like, happier version. <laughs> a little bit more satisfying at the, the end. The villain at large yeah it doesn't end with the villain still just doing the same shit and nobody can do anything to stop him the uh the woman at the end who sold his clothes called him the tindler swindler twice and they didn't let her like do another take uh it's pretty fucked up (laughs) (laughs) i would have given her another take (laughs) Had I been like you said, she's Dutch. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's hard to pronounce with the Dutch accent, I, I, I don't I, know. But. I have messed it up, like, in my head a few times already, uh, so, like, I, I'm i not, this isn't a critique of her, this is a critique of the filmmaking. <laughs> she's she's perfect, she's living her best life, she's doing good. Well, alright, I think that'll do it then. Tinder, Tinder swindler. I was <laughs> you really almost said it. It's e- like it's an easy mistake to it's make. Hard. Just let her try again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah, uh, I guess recommendations. Quick, I uh, I'll go first this time. Why not? Sure, I would. 
mostly recommend it if you need something to put on. I, you know, hopefully if you have listened to this because you're curious about this thing people were talking about on Twitter, you now understand that it's not as lighthearted and silly as something called the Tinder Swindler probably sounds. They really <laughs> the name. need a better name. It's a great, I like I mean, the it's name. very catchy. It's a great, great name in terms of being catchy, descriptive, not so much. Uh, but I think, you know, it's worth watching, but it is very much just like in the middle of the pack of every streaming service documentary that there's been a million of in the last few years. It's fine. I'll probably have forgotten about it in a few weeks. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty similarly, uh, although I do feel like it has sort of helped maybe like prime me to like be more aware of the different ways someone can scam you right because it, it, it makes so much sense hearing it now of like oh yeah then he like makes it makes you feel like there's some like danger that you need to like stop you know and uh the way he was like putting pressure on his victims uh to give him money uh was in ways that i never really would have thought about till i watched this so i do feel like to some extent it's it's been I hopefully I'll never like have to use this information, but I feel a little better now that I know it. So I guess I'd recommend this to most people just because it's kind of interesting and like helpful to know the different ways you could be scammed. <laughs> True. There you go. Uh, Park. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend it as kind of that documentary you put on in the background. Um, I'm actually going to say this for the first time. I felt like it was a little long. <laughs> uh for the I think that's fair. Amount yeah, of information you get. It's, you know, almost two hours long. It's like an hour and fifty-four minutes, and you don't get much information at the end of the day. Yeah. I think they didn't uh, need to do a full setup of like the uh the woman who was like just friends with them. Yeah. Like her whole story on top of it. Because like the the first lady's story was the best and the most interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think hers was just important because she was the sting operation. True. Yep. But uh, yeah, I so, I agree. Somewhere in there, they could have cut like twenty minutes. The part where <laughs> she calls him short. Give him a break. Give our short kings a break. <laughs> <laughs> Will, you're the tallest yeah, of our group. I know, <laughs> but my heart goes out to my short my short brothers. <laughs> you know. Short, above average American male height brothers. <laughs> No, below the below average boys who, thanks to this documentary, can't even spin their way out of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastards. Wow. All right. That was the Tinder Swindler. Did it. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening. We appreciate it. New episodes every Thursday. Find us on the stuff at Chub Guts Pod Park on Instagram at Summerhour underscore Brewing. Will on Twitter at will post words and on youtube at will johnson me on twitter at charlie b posts that ought to do it parks pick next week it will certainly be a film we will see you then so long